This episode of The Happiness Question is brought to you by Jay Schiffman. Jay Schiffman is a public speaker, coach, and host of the Choose Your Struggle podcast. He interviews people with lived experiences on the topics of mental health, substance misuse, and recovery, and drug use and policy to help end stigma and normalize difficult conversations through empathy and vulnerability. Each year, over 125,000 Americans die from overdose and suicide combined. I'm not even talking about the other causes of death related to substance misuse and mental health. Just those two. Those are our friends, our neighbors, our family members. They go to our churches, eat next to us at our favorite restaurants. They talk to us through our favorite podcasts. And these deaths are completely preventable. There are massive system changes that need to happen. But until we can have an honest conversation about these topics, these lives will continue to be lost. That's why Jay produces the Choose Your Struggle podcast. That's why he tells his story. As a guy in long-term recovery who survived two suicide attempts and an overdose, he recognizes his privilege. He's been given a second chance in a country and a world where most people don't even get their first. For him not to use it for something truly meaningful would be a waste of his second chance. That's why he gives up every day to work to end the stigma and ensure that those who need help get the help they deserve, because we're in this together. Check out his podcast, Choose Your Struggle, by listening wherever you find podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. It's the great podcast creator and distributor that helps make the happiness question possible. They make it easy to distribute your podcast onto more than 10 platforms, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, all without you lifting a finger. Even better, everything they offer is free. You can even get sponsorships for your podcast with no minimum listenership required, like I've got. If you're looking to start a podcast of your own, there's no better place than Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to The Happiness Question. Today I'm joined by relationship expert Harlan Bell from Frisco, Texas. Welcome to the show, Harlan. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, as you said, my name is Harlan. Uh, I am a relationship expert and life coach. I coach individually. I coach in groups such as the likes of people like uh, Tony Robbins or different life coaches like that. It's, it's a lot easier, of course, to coach in a group setting. It's more intimate in a one-on-one setting, but you can reach more people if you're coaching in groups because uh, you can deal with a lot of things at one time. My passion is helping people to live really whole and healthy lives in every area. And I focus a lot on relationship because everything is connected to that and so when we don't have our relationships in order with whether that be your relationship with yourself your relationship with your spouse your kids your money your health everything i think people overlook is about relationships so i focus on helping people to understand that what they're trying to get to that place that destination their goals whatever they think it is it doesn't come without having relationship in order. So I have a passion for helping both men and women as well as youth to understand what it means to be happy and how do we get there and what does that actually mean? And so that's awesome. I have been back since I was a little kid. 
I always knew that I would be a life coach. At the time, I didn't know what life coaching was, of course, but I always spent my time building people up and, and helping people to get through their day better, encouraging them. I mean, literally, I talk to people everywhere I go. I'm always looking for a moment or opportunity to build someone up, to make them feel better, to see things a lot better, a lot clearer. And so, yes, I've always been that way. And of course, life coaching as a business didn't come into play until really get start getting popular until the late 80s. And now it's a big thing. So yes, I always knew I would be a life coach. And yeah, so it's, it's been a part of my life ever since I was a child. That's so cool. I am from Texas, but most of my associates and friends and acquaintances are all from other places around the world. And so everybody that I'm affiliated with is from another country. And so being around them for so long, I have, my accent has culminated into a culmination of the people that I am around. That's so cool. So now that we know a little bit more about you, what can you tell us about happiness? Here's the thing that most people don't realize uh, when we talk about happiness, happiness is a feeling. Happiness is a response to things. So most people think that when they, when they think about happiness, they think that they, that means that everything is perfect. They think that everything is line. All the lights are green. All the roses are red. Everything in my life is perfect right now. And they think that's that place called happiness. Happiness is not the same as joy. So happiness is a response to what somebody does to me. So if you're treating me nice, then I'm happy because what you did for me was nice. Or if our lives are going well, whether that be financially, whether that be spiritually, whether that be our dating life or married life, those things are all the happiness in that is based on how that person is treating me, how I feel about it, how I feel about in response to what's going on around me, what's going on within me. And so happiness is a feeling that is a result to what is happening within, around, outside of me, for me or to me. That is what happiness. So when I like it, I'm happy about it. When I'm not liking it, then I'm sad. So happiness comes and goes. And that's the part where people don't understand it. It could be tricky because these things are not explained and people think, well, we have people that walk away from very important situations in life because they think they're not happy and they don't understand that happiness comes and it goes based upon what's going on and how I'm perceiving it. That's awesome. I agree with everything you just said. Thank you. Like you said, happiness isn't joy. Can you please explain the difference? Well, joy is you've made a decision that doesn't, it doesn't matter what happens that you're not going to allow whatever you're going through. Say, for example, you can talk to a person and you can hear their story. Like, for example, when you talk to a speaker, a coach, or it could be a person that's a spiritual person, it could be a pastor, it could be any person, athlete. And they can tell you about things that they've been through in their lives or a person that you know, and they tell you about some things and times in their lives that were very traumatic or very hurtful, very hard. And you're like, I never knew that you were going through anything like that. And I've known you for 20 years. Well, that's joy. Joy does not move according to what's happening 
in my life. Joy remains. It means that, okay, yes, this is very hard. It's very hurtful. It, 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 I mean, I'm really, I'm struggling. But when you see me and you don't see that I look like what I'm going through, I can still have a smile on my face, not because I'm faking, but I refuse to succumb to what's going on in my life. And I, 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 I choose to maintain love. I choose to maintain treating people right. I choose to maintain having a positive outlook. But inside, I know that, yes, I'm struggling with something or, yes, I just lost a family member or, yes, I just lost my job. But you don't know that when I'm walking, if I see you and I'm interacting with you, not because, again, not because I'm faking it, but because if there's nothing that, if I know you and I know that there's nothing that we, you or I can do to change this situation, then that means that it's a season, it's a particular time in my life that things I'm going through, it just happens. But joy simply means that I don't lose my peace, I don't panic, I don't go into depression, I don't go into making excuses, but joy, I maintain my sanity, I know that I will get past and through this, it is temporary, and I can maintain, I can keep my head held up. I don't allow anything to take away my smile, to take away that peace of mind. No, even though it looks like I'm in the middle of a storm and tornadoes and hurricanes and everything is around me in my life, it's not perfect, but I maintain that peace. So that's joy. And that's the difference. See, happiness, if you think happiness is a thing that stays, then you'll get confused and you'll think, oh, well, I'm not happy, so I need to leave this situation or I need to quit or I need to, to just throw in the towel. That's what happiness will do because it's temporary and it fades in and out. But joy remains and it's a constant thing in spite of what I feel and what I'm going through because my emotions will deceive me into thinking, oh, I'm not happy. But joy lets, is, joy is that place where I know it doesn't matter what it is, I am going to maintain and I know I will get through this and I will keep a smile on my face. I will keep hope in my heart and I will keep the faith and I'll keep looking forward. Amen. How can we find more happiness and joy in our lives? What do you suggest? Well, the, the bottom line is I think that when people knowing the difference and that's the really major start. And I don't think that we talk enough about that. We listen to different people on different platforms and they talk about the relationships and, and life and different things but nobody ever explains that difference and so to get to that place it, it really comes from being not forgetting see when we're a little child we have this very beautiful joyful and happy place and we see unlimited we see life unlimited we see everything unlimited and then Someone who has forgotten this, parents, teachers, family members, friends, uh, bullies, whoever, they begin to tell us otherwise. And so we forget, we start forgetting that we were happy. We start forgetting that our imagination was unlimited. We start forgetting that we believed all things, we hoped all things. We start doing that. And so in order to maintain that, you really need parents who understand what happiness and joy is so that they can teach you about happiness and they can teach you that okay when a friend at school is mean to you that makes you sad for a moment but that doesn't mean you don't have to be happy anymore and so i think that 
understanding and teaching your children from the beginning that you have to keep your fire for yourself burning. You have to believe that that beauty that you saw, uh, that you see now as a child, that you never let that go away, no matter what people do. And so no matter what happens in life, no matter how you grow older, how you experience different things, don't ever let people take that, that beautiful fire, that passion out of you. And so when we lose our authentic self, meaning Camden, that we stop doing those things that bring us the most joy. So if you have a kid, for example, and like when you're a child, if you like to do this certain thing and nobody has to tell you to do it, but you do it automatically, it doesn't matter what's going on and you, you lose yourself in it. The time doesn't matter. Your mother has to remind you that you haven't eaten. But you, you, it's just you're absorbed in it. You're happy. And so if you take that away from that, that child and you take them out of environments that cultivate what they love. So if, if the child loves building blocks and they love putting things together like Legos and all these things, that means that that child, they have a mind to, to create and build. So you can't take them away from that. So you can't take their Legos and their, their blocks and all those things and just take them, take it out of their lives. That's who they are. And so that means that they're going to be an architect or engineer or something of that sort that has something to do with putting things together. They're, strate they're either a strategic planner, they're either, a, again, an engineer, architect, or builder, constructor, whatever. So we lose happiness when we start trying to live other people's lives that they designed for us and not the one that God designed for us and not the one that we know that we are automatically interested in so when we lose that authenticity of being around the things that just just genuinely bring us joy whether that be playing uh, for one kid it may be playing basketball for another kid it may be reading or writing uh, for another kid it may be uh, arguing a point they they know they're going to we they don't know what it is yet but we know that oh that's a lawyer or they're a negotiator of some sort and so getting to the happy place we have it then we allow people to steal it from us. And so in order to get back, we have to remember, oh, I need to stay around the things that bring me joy that they don't take an effort for me to do. It's something that I love doing. I love walking in the park. Or I love you know, reading books about whatever. And so those natural things that we gravitate to, those are the places where we find our happiness, no matter what the other things in life are doing to us. What's a common thing that is a problem with those kind of relationships? Basically, it still goes to the point of what we're talking about now is because if I don't like myself, it's hard for me to love you. It's hard for me to be real with you. It's hard for me to be honest with you. It's hard for me to be open because actually inside of my head, I'm dealing with the fact that I don't really know who I really am. I don't really like myself. I don't really, I'm not really enjoying the work that I'm doing. So when people start dating, we always focus on is the infatuation. We don't talk about real things. We don't ask each other how we really feel about things that are mean things in life. We don't ask, we don't talk about what is it that you what do you see? What do you dream about life? What is it that you that really makes you excited? What is it that makes you really sad? 
What is it that really motivates you? What is it that really uh, causes you to be paralyzed? See, we don't talk about things that whereby it's going to affect us later. If a person, for example, does, if they just go to college, but they hate what they do, and this guy or this, this woman, they, or, you know, they, this person, they get up every day and they don't like what they do. Well, guess what? They're going to, they're going to be miserable. And so, therefore, they're going to bring those feelings into the relationship. And because they hate what they do every day, they're going to be grumpy. They're going to be hard to live with. They're going to be hard to have a conversation with because everything is related to the fact that, look, my relationship with what I do with my job, I hate what I do. So, therefore, that's a bad relationship. Yes, they pay me $100,000 a year, but I hate it. And so you're going to mistreat your, your spouse or the person you're dating. You're going to mistreat your kids because you're miserable. And so that's where we find in relationships that people think, oh, well, I'm not happy here anymore. No, what it is, is you're not happy with you. And now you're taking it out on everything around you, every person in your life. You're taking it out on them and you think, oh, well, we've grown apart. We haven't grown anywhere. We, you have not grown. And you've forgotten the, to do the things that you love. See, you might not like your job as in the fact that it may not be your passion. You can change that. But until you find the one that's, that is closest to your personality, you need to do the things that you love so that you don't lose your sanity and lose your, your peace of mind so that when I ask you how your day was, you can actually genuinely be happy about it and tell me with a real smile and with a real you know, peace in your mind that you have, your day was well, and you can continue to look for a new job, but you can still be happy by doing those things that you really like. It could be, whether that be working out, whether it be drawing, whether that be painting, whatever it is that you, your happy place, those are the things that you have to do every day. Uh, you have to maintain that, that place. And that's how you don't destroy your relationships as far as in your dating or your marriage. Oh, I guess we kind of already talked about this, but is there anything else you want to add with this? Uh, how can we be happier through relationships with others? I think we have to really learn that selfishness is a really, really, really bad thing. I don't think that people really believe that they're being selfish. They don't recognize it or they refuse to admit it. I think that a person knows deep down when they're doing something wrong and selfishness destroys everything. Selfishness destroys your every part of your life. I mean, there's nothing in your life that will not be touched if you're a selfish person. And unfortunately, some people learn how to be uh, unselfish with some things, but then they're still selfish with some of the most important things in their life. So when we're in relationship, if you have a father, uh, you have a child, you have children or spouse, coworkers, whatever, if you're a selfish person, none of those people will be able to get along with you. Because everything you think, everything is about you. You think everything is either, oh, I have to win, or, or everything you want me to do for you is taking away from me. Those, that is selfish, and that will destroy your relationships. That will, you won't care about being there for your kids. You won't care about you uh, putting them first. You won't care about putting your spouse first. You won't care about teamwork at the office. Um, you won't care about other people and how it affects them you won't think about the whole all you'll think about is what is it going to take from me and that is how we end up in divorce that is how we end up in breakups that's how we end up fired or 
or our companies falling apart. That is how things, that's how teams fall apart. That's how groups fall apart. All we need is for one or two people to start being selfish and everything is going to just start falling apart like a domino effect because we have to be unselfish in order to make relationships work. And that is the only way that they work. My, by me saying, I put you first. And if I don't do that, we got a problem. And it's going to build from there. It's going to keep building. And until the next thing we know, then we start saying those things. Well, I think I need to leave. Or I think you need to leave. Or I think this company is not working for me. It's not the company's not working. It's not the marriage is not working. It's the fact that one or both of us or all of us have decided not to be caring about each other. And so all we want to do is take away from and not give to and so now we're suffering and we act like we don't know what it is but all we have to do is admit you know what i've been selfish i'm sorry please forgive me and I, I i need to change thus and so i need to stop thinking about my part on the project or i need to stop thinking about my what i do around the house and i need to just understand that we are a team and we give all that we have every day to make sure that the whole functions well and not just me seeing me winning. But if I alone win, then the whole team loses. So my personal stats mean nothing if the whole team is not winning. How can we recognize selfishness in our own personal lives? Well, when we look at our, our spouse and we look at our kids or anybody around us, and I say that because it works, again, it works in every facet of our lives. If we open our eyes and look at the people's countenance around us, you can, when a person walks in a room with you, you can tell a lot about how they feel about you and how they see you. Because when, they, when, you're, when you're a positive aspect to their life, positive asset and not a liability, when they walk in the room with you, be it your boss, your coworker, your child, your spouse, your brother, your friend, there's a difference in their eyes when they walk in and see you. If they're glad to see you and they light up, then you're giving, you're giving positive light to their life. You're, you're a joy to be around. But when you or they walk in the room with you and their countenance falls and they don't look like they're very glad to see you, then that lets you know that there's something going on that you need to look at and say, wait a minute, am, what am I not doing here? Why is my wife's countenance not that? Because see, when we were dating, when I would walk into room, she would light up. Now she lights down. So I need to look at, am I treating her right? Am I, am I talking to her right? Am I being a ray of sunshine in her life or am I being a cloud? And so I need to just look at myself and not look across the fence and try to blame other people. So when we look at across and we try to say, well, well, my kids are not happy because they're just you know, not appreciating all the hard work that I do for them. Are you spending time with them? Do you hug on them? Do you love on them? Do you laugh with them? Do you play with them? If you're not doing those things, then they're like, well, my dad is here, but he's not here. All he does is gets on his computer and works all day. He doesn't play with me. How many fathers don't go outside with their kids and play? Or, or throw a ball with them or teach them how to ride a bike or just tell them every day how much they love them. So when you look at your family first and you look at them and their countenance is falling, you got to check yourself and say, 
I'm, I must be overlooking something here. I'm not, I'm, let me find out what's going on. And I need to be able to take it when my kids or my wife or my coworker says, you know what? You've been very selfish. I need to not be defensive and I need to take that. And I need to look at myself and not try to argue and say, well, I'm not, it's you. I need to look at that and I need to think about and I need to hear them. I don't need to defend or respond. I need to listen. And, and then I need to take into consideration what they've talked to me about, think about it and look at myself and be honest. So honesty really is important because most people don't like to admit when they're being selfish. They want to say it's you. And so when we can be honest and just stop thinking that we have to pretend we have it all together, man, we can change the world if we would just look and say, wait a minute, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have it all together. I can admit that I don't know. I'm on the team. I'm the captain, but I don't have to know everything. That's why we have all these people. That's how we have a family. We're a team. I don't, the dad doesn't, or the mom every, don't have to know everything. You know, we, we just need to say, hey, guys, what do you think about this? You know, as things as little as going on family vacations. Hey, guys, what do you think? What, is your, what are your suggestions and why? So I think just being honest and taking down that false pretense of I have it all together is the biggest stop. Can a person always be happy? Well, I don't think so. Even if everybody else around you loves you and they're treating you right, I think that we are so hard on ourselves in this world. We, we look in the mirror. We pick out our flaws. We, we say, well, why, God, why did you make me this way? Or why, why aren't my eyes blue? Or why am my hair curly? And people with curly hair want straight hair. People with <laughs> people who are tall want to be something else. And people, it's always, we're always looking at ourselves and, and destroying our own selves. So because of that, we don't appreciate the beautiful person that we are. We don't appreciate that our nose is perfect. Our, our mouth is perfect for us. Our ears are just right for us. I don't have to have another person's ears. I don't have to, to look like that person. I don't have to be Bradley Cooper, or I don't have to be Will Smith, or whoever it is that I may think has something that I don't. And so the moment that we start comparing ourselves to other people, other things, and we, we, we start to deteriorate. And so that is the reason that we have so much problems with depression. That is why we have so much problems with mental health and all these things is because if I'm not feeding my mind positive things, I'm comparing myself to you. And I'm saying, why does Camden have that? Why do I not have that? Well, Camden went to Disney World twice. I've only been once. So little stupid things like that that we do and we compare ourselves and we and we think, well, I don't have a good life. Some people have never, ever been to Disney World. <laughs> and you've been, and you're looking at the fact that Camden went twice, and you're looking at it as the fact that that's, that's like a horrible thing. Well, you don't have to go as many times as Camden goes. You just, you, you've been there. You've experienced it. And some kid will never, ever experience Disney World or, you know, or some other great thing that you think was a big deal. And so when we look in these mirrors and then we look on the medias and we compare our lives to people, celebrities and all these different things, we are deteriorating. And those are the things, the reasons why we don't feel happy every day, because we think, well, my life is not what it should be. I haven't lived up to my mom's or my dad's expectations or my classmates are further along than me. They're mature than me. They're prettier than me. They have more stuff than me. 
And when we look at life that week, we're falling apart and we're like eggshells waiting to crack. And the smallest little thing could come and make us crack apart. Believe when your mom and your dad tell you, hey, you're beautiful, you're precious, there's no one like you. When we believe those things from the people that love us, instead of believing social media, when they tell us, oh, you're ugly or or you don't look like this person, or you don't look like that famous person, or whatever. When we believe, we believe the lie faster than we believe the truth. And so those are the reasons why we will never be happy every day, because first of all, we're too hard on ourselves. And then secondly, we give other people too much power over how we see ourselves. Are others responsible for our happiness? Other people are not responsible for our happiness. And that's why we have brothers and sisters blame each other. They say, I'm not happy because my brother or my sister, or I don't, they're not this, they don't treat me this way, or, or I'm not happy because my parents were divorced when I was a little, or I'm not happy because I don't know my mom, or my parents gave me up when they, my mom gave me up for adoption because she had me when she was 18 or whatever, or my dad. I'm not happy because my dad died when I was little or we can blame, we can go on and on and on. I'm not happy because my boss uh, doesn't appreciate me. Uh, I'm not happy because my classmates don't, they don't see me. They, I'm invisible at school or, or people poke fun at me. It's not other people's responsibility to make us happy. No one can make you happy. Happiness is, again, it's a response to how we're being treated. And so when we look at other people and we give them that power, husbands and wives get divorced because they say, I'm not happy anymore in our marriage. No, what you're saying is you're not spending the time that it takes to build your marriage. You can't, you, how much do you laugh together? How much do you play together? How much do you pray together? How much do you just go and have fun and just how much do you, when you talk, what are you talking about? So it's not a spouse's responsibility to make their spouse happy. That's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to not take away from their happiness. But you can, you can add to it by being a really a joy in their lives. But can you give them happiness? No. Because if that man or that woman is still living based on what happened with mommy and daddy when they were little, or what happened during first grade when they were little, if they're still living by, based on that bully that they had in third grade or that person that betrayed them in high school, if you're still living with all of that, that has nothing to do with your spouse, but you blame your spouse. You blame your kids. It's not your kids, it's not your spouse, it's not your boss. It's the fact that you're still living with memories in your head that you have chosen not to forgive and let go of. They're, it's gone, it's in the past, it's over. And you're still living based on these things that happened to you instead of saying, hey, I am not in control of what another person does to me. I am only in control of the decisions and choices that I make. And I have to take full responsibility for the choices that I make. I cannot control what he says to me or does to me. I cannot control that. So if he says something mean to me, all I can say is that hurt my feelings. Uh, you hurt me. You really hurt me. As a friend, you betrayed me or you, that really hurt my heart. And all you can do is say, well, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. 
And if you really mean that, then you'll you'll be honest about that and say and admit that you're wrong. But if you don't admit that, I still have to let it go and say, okay, well, he's not gonna treat me fair. He's not a good friend. So we just we maybe we shouldn't be friends. I can talk to him, but we know other people are not responsible for our happiness. How can we find something else to focus our happiness on? Well, it, it goes back to the blame game. We <laughs> cannot blame other people. And that's the first thing. I don't matter. It doesn't matter. You can be in a daycare with a 10-month-old or a or, or one-year-old. And it doesn't matter what the age group, from a baby all the way up until old people. The first thing people want to do, or a child could be sick, and the first thing their parents or anybody wants to do is blame. It's, it's your fault. You didn't take her to the doctor fast enough. The kid in daycare, they could know that they did it, and they're going to point at another child and say they did it. It's their fault. They knocked it over. In high school, college, it doesn't matter. The first thing people want to do is start blaming someone else. Nobody wants to just say, um, it was my fault. We, we were doing such and such, and, and neither of us were really paying attention, and that's how it happened. But I take full responsibility for my part in that. Nobody does that. And so when we look at it in a marriage standpoint, people want to blame their spouse. With the first pe- person they're mean to is their spouse. If things aren't going right in their lives, they just blame someone else. It's, it's not your wife's fault that you don't like your job, or it's not your husband's fault that you uh, feel stressed out about something going on with the kids. Don't blame one another. It's not kids blame their parents for not being something that maybe their friends' parents are. So all we want to do is blame everybody else. So to live a predominantly happy life, we need to take ownership of the decisions that we make and know that those decisions came from me, not someone else, and that I need to own that. And if I want good things to happen, I need to learn. I need to ask people that know more than me. I need to learn from people that made mistakes. I need to learn from those things, chalk them up to wisdom, use them to make great decisions so that I can have a very prosperous life how can we find more of you? Uh, you, can, you can find me. Uh, basically, you can go to my website, harlanbell.com, H-A-R-L-O-N, bell, B-E-L-L.com. That's the website that, that talks about the things that I do, the books that I write, speaking, coaching, how I help people. And basically, that will take you to any social media formats that I have. So harlanbell.com will take you to Harlan's world and how I serve people every day. Thank you for letting me talk to you today. It's been really cool. Well, thank you so much, Camden, for having me and in a great, you know, Godspeed with your podcast. And I hope you get to help and reach a lot of people and great things in life for you. Thank you.